Hello, friends. Welcome to Soul Food, a podcast of conversations that's good for the soul. My name is Melody, and I'm so glad you're here today. If I sound super nasally, I am so sorry. I've kind of gotten a little bit of a cold, so my voice may be more, um, less fun to listen to, <laughs> less melodious, um, than it is already, but <laughs> I am just so glad that you guys are here. Today, I just wanted to talk about community and friendship and some things the Lord has been teaching me and showing me through different sermons I've heard other people preach in different, um, readings and just all those different things. So, yeah, I'm so glad you're here with me today and that you are just along for the ride. Again, as always, thank you for listening. It means the world. Please um, let me know when you listen because it really does encourage me. And um, yeah, share with a friend all the things. (laughs) All right, let's jump right into it. Are you in a season of loneliness or a season of praying and asking God to bring you people, bring you community, and just feeling like he's not really answering your prayer? No one new has kind of dropped into your life. Um, There's nobody new who's reached out to you. No sparks of friendship are in sight. And you're feeling a little disappointed in that. And I think all of us can relate, whether we feel well connected within our communities and friendships and relationships right now, or whether we do not currently, I think we can all relate to, at some point or another, feeling a sense of discontentment with our present community or the lack of it. And wanting something better. (laughs) I have often had friend crushes on people and maybe you can relate where there's just someone or some friend group where you just think they're it. It's like this, yeah, that, that is what I want. Even if you have a friend group or friends currently, it's like, no, like my friend crush, I just want to be their friend. That is my target. (laughs) And I find this so interesting, um, the idea of just community. And feeling kind of disconnected within it at times and unsatisfied in it. And something the Lord has been showing me um, is kind of this idea of changing my perception of what is my community and who is he calling me to and what that means. Um, There's a quote I love by C.S. Lewis in The Four Loves that says, In friendship, we think we have chosen our peers. In reality, a few years difference in the dates of our births, a few more miles between certain houses, the choice of one university instead of another, the accident of a topic being raised or not raised at a first meeting, any of these chances might have kept us apart. But for a Christian, there are, strictly speaking, no chances. A secret master of ceremonies has been at work. Christ, who said to the disciples, Ye have not chosen me, but I have chosen you, can truly say to every group of Christian friends, Ye have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. 
The friendship is not a reward for our discriminating and good taste in finding one another out. It is the instrument by which God reveals to each of us the beauties of others. I love that. We think we've chosen our peers, but really, the Lord has chosen us for one another. Something I want to talk about today briefly is the idea that your community is not chosen, it is received. And it is the task of each of us not to judge our communities in which we've been placed and have those friend group crushes and community crushes of where we think we'd be better suited and where we would feel better. But instead, I think praying with fresh eyes, Lord, may I receive the community. May I receive the people that you have already placed within my proximity. And if you are struggling with being in community and loving those within your proximity and reach, then perhaps it is because you do not understand the, de- the depth of God's love for you. All that we do is to be centered on Jesus and worshiping him and bringing our need over and over, not for the sake. And this is something I think is really interesting. I And we talked about church this past Sunday. I want to read um, Acts 2, verses 42 through 47. This was a passage um, that was preached on on Sunday. And they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and the fellowship, to the breaking of bread and the prayers. And awe came upon every soul, and many wonders and signs were being done through the apostles. And all who believed were together and had all things in common. And they were selling their possessions and belongings and distributing the the proceeds to all as any had need. And day by day, attending the temple together and breaking bread in their homes, they received their food with glad and generous hearts, praising God and having favor with all the people. And the Lord added to their number day by day those who were being saved. Something that the speaker talked about with this passage is the idea of these people were gathering together, right? And this seems like a pretty ideal form of a church and a Christian community. They are giving, they're just selling whatever they have to give to those who have need. It says they have everything in common, which we know they don't. We just saw they're from all these different places and walks of life. And yet, they are all centered on Jesus, And they're gathering together not for the sake of having a community. That is not their primary concern. Their motivation was to respond to the love of Jesus they found for themselves from him. I think when we come to know the depth of Jesus' love for us, it demands a whole life response. That is our motivation to be within community is when we're centered on Jesus. And as we do that, Our act of engaging with those around us is just another act of worship in our lives. And this is something I've been thinking so much about and just convicted about is, have I forsaken the idea that everything I say and do is to be unto the Lord? It's to be worship. Worship is not just on Sunday mornings. It's not just singing songs. Worship is my heart my mind, my spirit, my strength, my actions, all of those things aligning 
when we're in worship. And so how can I say that I'm worshiping the Lord in my heart and my mind when outwardly I am not caring for those within my reach and caring for those who I could help and who I could care for. But I've chosen not to. I've chosen to overlook it for the sake of a community that I deem better for myself. Because here's the thing. When we feel that, when we know and internalize the truth of God, God's love for us and our belovedness, when that is our core identity, then we are able to go out and receive those who the Lord has placed around us receive them rather than feeling like we're the judges on American Idol and there's auditions for our friendship and for our time and attention and care. We're able to do that because we no longer need the affirmation of other people to show us that we are loved. We can engage in community selflessly, not selfishly, for our own gain and for how those people make us feel and how they make us look socially. And we can, once we know the love of God for us, we can receive those around us, whoever they are, whoever they are. And especially as fellow believers, know that I have everything in common with you when we are both centered on Christ, and that is our motivation. Our motivation isn't to have friendship primarily. Is that a good thing? Does the Lord want that for us? Yes. But community should never be the center. Jesus should be. When we gather in our churches, how much has our gathering or your small group or that Christian group of friends, how much has it shifted from being centered around we're all individually centered on Jesus, so that is why we come together to making the community itself the center, making the church itself the center, the people. The group of people should never be the center. We must each come to know the love of Christ for ourselves and then receive those around us. So who has the Lord put around you that you have avoided receiving, that you're pushing away? (laughs) Because maybe the Lord is bringing you people, not all the people who you think your personality would blend the best with and who you have all these similarities. And maybe the Lord is asking you to receive people who are difficult because that's part of your sanctification. I love, I mean, how beautiful the idea that We can trust that the people in our churches, in your small group, that Christian friend you have, or that person who doesn't believe, but the Lord has, for some reason, they just are kind of always looming, (laughs) whether you want them to or not. And the Lord is saying, you have not chosen one another, but I have chosen you for one another. If we looked at the people around us in that way as the Lord has chosen these people for me. They have something to give me. They have, and not that we're trying to gain, that's not our motivation either, but when I can see like the people around me have something to offer me 
and it is prideful and selfish to believe that they don't. Who can you receive? Your community is not chosen by you. It is received by you. So if you're feeling lonely, look with fresh eyes. And I know that's hard to hear when you just feel like I'm trying. I'm doing my best. Like, receive someone today. I think so often when we're lonely, we want to feel chosen by someone. But instead, let's just receive someone today. Let's receive the people who we work with, the people we live with. It's no accident that the Lord has chosen those people for you and you for those people. And as we come to know the Lord and are engaging with community as an act of worship, we no longer feel the need to prove our worth to those people because we already know our worth with the Lord. And we all come centered on Jesus and all we can bring is our need. And we can bring that over and over again. We can bring that to one another. Because Jesus is drawing us near to him through one another. Jesus wants to meet your needs. And maybe that's partially through other people. People that maybe you have overlooked and neglected to receive. So my challenge for you today isn't to go after that unattainable friend crush or that person who you never really, I mean, sure, like try to get to know people. That's always good and expanding your circle and um, not being exclusive. All those things are good, but also evaluating, okay, maybe community is right in front of me and maybe the reason I'm not engaged with it and not receiving it is because it's just not what I think it should look like. But know, friend, that you are loved. You are so loved. And as you worship the Lord, your actions should align with that heart and that mind that's glorifying God to love and receive those who are maybe more difficult to love and receive. It's not by our own strength. It is only out of response to the love of Jesus for us. We love because he first loved us. You may have think that you've chosen your peers, but the Lord has chosen them for you. How beautiful is that? And none of us are excluded from that call. Embrace your community today and receive those around you with love.